You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. Brought to you by J Hill Marketing and Creative Services and especially their new editing house division, Bookmark. Publish your book with professional execution, retain your copyright and pay a fraction of what the other pubs are charging. Thanks for your ongoing support. My guest today is Jordan Ray, the CEO and founder of Limitless Medical Logs, which is a brilliant innovation and a long overdue idea. Limitless Medical Logs delivers an all-in-one doctor-recommended medical log to patients battling health conditions that need to accurately track their pain and symptoms. You will be able to accurately document progression or worsening of health. What a helpful tool for the six in 10 people who are managing a chronic illness, especially. Jordan's own story of her path to healing from a neurological disorder, Chiari malformation, and the crazy chaotic appointments that followed inspired her to start Limitless Medical Logs. And now she focuses on helping others track the most important details of their lives. She is a chronic illness warrior, an advocate for tracking a better quality of life. Please welcome the unstoppable Jordan Ray. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for your saint-like patience. That's what people don't know is you're a saint. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) We scheduled a couple of times, but as fellow chronic illness warriors, we both understand how we can try and have a predictable life, right? But, you know. Exactly. You can predict how you want the day to go, but it'll be completely opposite of what you predicted. Yes, absolutely. And let's issue a caveat for people at the beginning of the show too. Like you guys might really enjoy this because as the title states, this is the forgetful leading the forgetful. And it truly is based on, and did I say Chiari malformation? Is that correct? It's Chiari, but I mean, I said it like that when I first read it too, so. It's all of the English rules, right? That we want to. (laughs) it's like a little inside joke like she's saying my disease wrong (laughs) (laughs) okay I get it a lot nobody has no clue how to say it well let's let's talk about what it is because I know the story of how your symptoms first manifested on the softball field which was terrifying Mm -hmm. and by this time you probably have your story down to an elevator speech or maybe a few versions of it like will I give this person version two or so what happened out on that field So um, it was my junior year of high school, and I was about to achieve everything that I've ever wanted and dreamt of. I wanted to be a college athlete, and I wanted this achievement my whole life, and my whole life was dedicated to softball since I was four years old. That's when I first touched a bat. Wow. Um, So I was up four or five o'clock every weekend for games for 10 plus years. And it's not just me. It's my whole family had to do it as well. Uh, Practicing every single day and everything in my life was surrounded by this sport. 
So, and it would change in one game. I was the third baseman and I was running for a bunt that I could have literally done with my eyes closed. That is how many times I have fielded a bunt successfully. Mm-hmm. And I blacked out on the softball field mid play, first play of the inning. And it was a district game. So you go from your normal uh, 20 game season to districts, regionals, and state. So it was the first game of districts. And I blacked out. And once I woke up a few seconds later, I had no clue what just happened. But I knew there was a problem because when I was going down, I was still awake and I felt a crack in my neck. Mm. Yeah. So when I got up, I experienced horrible migraines, neck pain, dizzy instantly and nauseous. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody's going around asking you if you're okay. The coach would come out and say, are you okay? And, I mean, what do you think I'm going to say? I've been an athlete since I was four. I'm going to tell you I'm fine. Yeah. So, but then the other coaches um, saw how I was looking because he was right next to me coaching third. And he called over the trainer to examine me. And she did so until the fourth inning. And that's when she pulled me out thinking I had a concussion. And what's really weird is I never in my whole career thought that I would have a career ending injury. It's just something you don't ever think about. I had people say to me, you know, you need to have a backup because what if softball doesn't work out for you? You could get hurt, but I just would brush it off because I didn't want to think of something like that. It's easy to do, isn't it? So they took you out at that game. And is this went like at the point? of your first, I don't know if you call it an episode or an attack, but when it first happened, is that when you started losing memory? Uh, Yes, because I never had memory loss and I also never had a migraine before. I had little headaches here and there from being in the sun. Let's say all Saturday and Sunday, I'd get a, a little headache. I have never experienced a migraine before when I was younger. And Kiari, you're actually born with this. And because of the blackout, that caused all of these symptoms to appear. It was like a flare-up. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let's explain what Chiari is. So it's a serious neurological disorder that, like I said, you are born with. It's where your cerebellum extends into your spinal canal, blocking your CSF flow to your brain. So when I hyperextended my neck, reaching for the bunt on the ground, the CSF flow got blocked to my brain, which caused the blackout. Oh, my word. So, and the CSF is cerebral spinal fluid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. So, if it didn't happen then, it would have happened at some point. Yeah. And I'm actually grateful that it did happen on the softball field because I could have been driving. Um, oh. You know, I could have had friends in the car with me and I could have blacked out. So, and also I started softball at such a young age, I was able to end it on the field and not Mm -hmm. say, you know, another injury caused me to stop playing. It happened on the field. So I'm actually very grateful for that in a way. Well, and did you have to get a little bit of distance from the incident to develop that gratitude? Because you had craziness ensue after that, didn't you? Yeah, I mean... Still to this day, I kind of don't, in a way, understand 
everything that's going on. And I don't think I really ever will because I never thought I'd be diagnosed with something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, so it took me maybe a year and a half to realize, Hey, I'm grateful for the 14 years I was able to play the sport that I absolutely love and cherish. And, you know, every, I believe everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And what's your silver lining then? Um, I, I would just say the, everything happens for a reason and me being so positive all the time, um, Mm -hmm. because I could have been negative. I could have said, why is this happening to me? This is ridiculous. I'm on a pathway to be a college athlete. And then I have to go make a right turn and get diagnosed with this health issue that I never expected. It's easy to get bitter. It's, yeah, it it's, is. Right? Like it's far harder to say, okay, okay, I'm going to just sit in this out of control time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, to see what information I can get out of it. But those days were crazy. So you get off the field and they know you need to go in. So, so what happens after that? Say that again. You, they know I need to go in. Yes. So you get medical attention. They take you out of the game. What happens after that? Because then you went through some grueling times in the hospital surgery. Yeah. So when she pulled me out, the trainer, she sent me to the baseball field, which was probably a quarter of a mile away from the softball field. And maybe a little less than that because the lights started expanding. The noise was deafening. Um, Mm -hmm. And so she sent me away and I went home when the game ended. I stayed for the whole game to cheer on my team and kind of just be there. Um, I stayed home from school for about a week because I wasn't mentally there. I don't know how to explain it any other way. I just, I don't understand still to this day how I felt then, but I just was not physically and mentally there. So After a week of not being in school, my mom took me to a doctor and he just told me, oh, you have whiplash. You're fine. I'm like, like, oh, okay. So I just need to recover from this and I'll be back on the softball field, you know, doing what I love. Yeah. And then I finally get back to school after a week or two. And now we're at 50 migraines straight. So it's about two months later. What? Yeah. And I'm sitting in a neurosurgeon's office because I knew something was wrong. So my mom called and made the appointment. You know how it's, it takes a while to get an appointment with them. Yes. So we all had no clue what was going on. And my neuro says to me, he's like, I think I have an idea of what's going on, but I'm going to send you for some MRIs and CAT scans. And he sent me, I was still 17 at the time. Oh, so he sent me and I got, I think two of each, two MRIs, two CAT scans. And I come back still 17. And he says, I was right. I know what you have. Chiari malformation. And when he first said that, I was kind of staring at him. And I said to him, will I ever be able to play softball again? I didn't even know what this was. I didn't really care. I just wanted to know if I could play ball again. Yeah. 
And I think, you know, being so young and just, you just don't know. So that's why you ask something like that. And I know my mom was freaking out. My mom was with me and she was Mm -hmm. freaking out. Um, And he did explain what it is and what needs to be done. And he said to me, get ready, kid. You're going to be having brain surgery. God. And, And when he said that, what were you thinking? I don't know. I mean, I think I was so numb when he went in on all that. I had ankle surgery when I was 14. So, and I thought that was tough. So when him, when he said, you're going to have brain surgery, that's just like something you never imagine. And that's probably a huge fear to some people getting your head cut open. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think I was just very numb and confused. And I was very scared. Surreal, isn't it? When you hear those things that that the doctors are saying to you, like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm not ever going to be the same again. Like there's actually a a splitting in the earth of the before me and after me. It is, it is surreal. And do you feel like sometimes you just don't have emotions about it to a degree? Because you're just like, I'm living in this, you know, just floating along. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like how you just said you'll never be the same person. And people ask me what has been the biggest issue with this. Mm-hmm. It's not being that same person again. I mean, going and doing something that I did when I was healthy, mm-hmm. like even walking, let's say taking my dog for a walk, that's mm-hmm. even difficult for me. And I could have done it like it was nothing when I was healthy. So so, so catch us up then. In terms of taking your dog for a walk, because I really, I don't know a lot about this condition. So what does that look like? Why is that difficult for you? Because I uh, struggle from really bad migraines, neck pain, Mm. back pain, um, dizzy, nauseous, memory loss, like we spoke about, and loss of concentration. So I struggle in school with that. But to go back to your um, question, walking the dog, if I have a 10 out of 10 migraine, I'm really not getting out of bed if I don't have to, Yeah. but having to walk the dog and just even walking the pressure in the back of my head from where the surgery was. Oh, and to me, it's very embarrassing, this whole thing, because I think being the athlete that I was, it's just, I never thought something like this would happen. And it's just embarrassing to me. It's really off-putting too, isn't it? It's in terms of identity. Mm-hmm. Well, I was this person. I'm this person. Now. Like, who am I? Exactly. What did I lose? What did I gain? And it's, you know what? And some people listening might go, oh, oh she said she was embarrassed. You know, that's not a good thing. I I actually disagree. I think what what we're not doing enough of is talking about those hard emotions. Exactly. You know, like we are going to be embarrassed even when we're like, yeah, we're a warrior. We're mm-hmm. still like, you know, I don't, I, you don't want people's eyes on you, you know, when you're, when you're walking your dog or when you're searching for the right word or you blank out or whatever. We went to, my husband is such a weirdo. I love him <laughs> to death. So he's, so I'm on this big kick, like face your fears this year. Yeah. And I want to hold a freaking tarantula. So anybody listening, if you can let me hold a tarantula, because we've gone like three different places and it never happens. Um, So he took me to like this Amazon rainforest thing to hold this tarantula. And there's literally like nothing there. 
but it, I'm ambulatory wheelchair use. And I don't know if you know what that means, or it, some people don't know what that means, which mm-hmm. is that I'm not confined to it. Mm-hmm. I can get up, I can move, I can even go up some steps or whatever. They did not have an elevator. Mm. And so it's it's like the mall is full of people. I'm in this wheelchair. So people... My, you know, I'm ascribing intent, like they think this way about me. So I'm like, okay, great. My husband goes, well, you're going to have to go on the escalator. And I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? Because now I'm going to be judged. And I got really angry. And I was like, well, this is the last time we're going to do this. Mm -hmm. We have to find an elevator because I, it was being in the spotlight. Like, why can't we just find a way to live our life? Is that what you're feeling? Yeah. And that and also I feel like a failure too. When it first happened, mm. you did ask me like when it first happened, when did a change happen? Yeah. I felt like a failure because I had the goal of softball and I couldn't even reach oh. that. So yeah, I mean, like back to the walking the dog, I'm afraid I might black out if I bend down for too long. Um, if yeah. I go pick up a drink off the floor, let's say a Gatorade is sitting in the pantry, I struggle still picking that up because of the flow in the back of my head, I now struggle with um, scar tissue that built up where the surgery was. So now that's blocking my CSF flow. So you never know what might happen. So have you done mindset work in terms of getting past the idea of feeling like a failure? When I first was going through this, I started looking at a quote every day, like a a be hopeful, things like that. Everything happens for a reason. And actually in the medical log, there is a quote on every page of the 52 week tracker, because those quotes, when I'd look at them in the morning, they'd help me get up. They would motivate me when I have a 10 out of 10 migraine and I just want to lay in bed. But I feel like I'm wasting my life away if I don't achieve what I want to and pursue that day. Yes. And this is your purpose, like screaming in your face too. The quotes are massively important because so many times it's like we're searching for a strong message inside ourselves that maybe we're just too tired. Right. You know, to conjure anything up or to think of anything. So then we're like, yay, go team. That's the message. Okay. That does nothing. Mm -hmm. But we, so this is a great segue into the medical logs, which I think are freaking brilliant. Thank you. Like, like, this is so overdue. It is. Oh my gosh. It is. And when I was going through my health issues, I was looking for something like this. My uh, mom got diagnosed with breast cancer when I was 16. So I saw her, and that was at the age where you understood what's going on. I think my brother was like 12 and he had no clue. Um, so I saw her struggle at her appointments because it was really draining for her, the radiation, the, the chemo and all of that. Um, and when I'd see her say, I don't know what just happened at that doctor's appointment. Cause I couldn't tell him how I've been doing lately. The idea mm. popped in my head, but I was a healthy 16 year old playing ball, living my best life. So mm-hmm. then my health failed and I started looking for one of these. And I never found a medical log that I needed. So I created what was needed. That's amazing. So tell people about it and exactly what it does. And then I want to get into the difference between the essential medical log and then the diabetic medical Mm -hmm. log and why there's differences there. 
Yeah. So the log was created from my two and a half year experience of the doctors going and not knowing what's going on. And even my caregiver, which would be my mom, she would not know everything that I'm thinking. She can't read my mind. So having the book, I can write down everything that's been going on. It's very therapeutic as well to be able to write instantly and not have to search for either papers or your phone or your laptop to put something in. So this is an all-in-one medical log. It has appointment notes section. So when you go to the doctors, you fill out your questions, what you need to ask them, and how the appointment goes will be put on the bottom. There's also lab pages where you have MRIs, CAT scans. You could put in when the uh, test was, what happened. Um, And then you get to the 52-week tracker, which tracks your day-to-day health and also has a human body chart. So today I actually woke up with a migraine. So I'd put maybe a 5 out of 10. And I'd put the intensity throughout the whole day. So let's say I have a doctor's appointment next week. He could say, oh, Jordan had a migraine Monday through Thursday, but Friday was actually her good day. So this treatment isn't working or this treatment is working. That is so phenomenal. And I'm going to be ordering one, by the way, because I was just diagnosed with Lyme. Mm. So um, and we're starting embarking on this journey. But this is amazing. You've even included body charts in there, kind of like with at the doctor's office, you know, they have you color in yeah. that person. They're like, where does it hurt? And you're like, I, do you have a Sharpie so I can color yeah. the whole body? And I think- <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I put it in there because it's so annoying when they give you a whole packet and they say, fill it out. So you're at the doctor's now for five and a half hours. So the, yes. the human body chart, you can just show them, hey doc, this is what's going on. I don't need to go fill out a packet now. I've been doing it daily and it's more accurate. And the doctor says, hey, they're taking control of their health. I need to step up my game. Look at this too. I'm in the diabetic one. So, and I'm guessing this is why this is a different one too. Like you needed a different format because you've got mm-hmm. the monthly blood sugar record yeah, and keeping track of, um, you know, e- eating before meals and after and things of that nature. Exactly. And I've actually had some people ask me, can we use it for weight loss or fitness? And you can because this is for people who want to take control of their health. Even if you are healthy, you still go to the doctor here and there. And you want to have an all-in-one thing that's going to help you manage your health and maintain it. So the difference between the diabetes, cancer, essential, the essential is our most popular right now, because like I said, it can be for anything. What I have, Lyme, or um, if you want to just work with your fitness goals. The diabetes has blood charts in there. And then the difference from that would be the cancer has the chemo radiation, but they do all have the 52 week tracker, the human body charts, migraine tracker, sleep tracker. Um, They do have everything, but just extra charts for that specific diagnosis. Okay. So can you order extra charts if you have, or it just comes with it in the essential book? The essential comes with a good amount, but if you do need more, we do not have that option yet because we're only six months into the company. Oh, you're a baby. I love it. I love it. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm giving you a sale today. 
because okay, this awesome. is, um, yeah, and we're definitely going to put your link on there too. So because this is the missing ingredient. And I bet your doctor just looks at you and you're like, hey, I've got my health book here and I can tell you exactly how I felt on Wednesday, like crap. And this is why. And he's probably like, wow, you're amazing. Yeah, that's actually what happens. I mean, the first time I showed my neuro, his jaw dropped. because I was so <laughs> accurate. I was more accurate than he was. And he's like, I don't like this at first. <laughs> <laughs> then you realize how much it benefits him also. And it's the whole appointment. Let's say the appointment is an hour. Yeah. So you want to um, really have that whole hour where both of you are figuring out what's going on and how this is going to help. Yeah. So I, a-, a story with that, I actually tried a shot for my migraine and it's a one shot every month. I tried it for two months and he just looked at me and he said, when he gave me the shot, he's like, Jordan, you know what to do. You have your medical log, get tracking this. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was pretty funny that he said that. And he was so impressed with the logs. And yeah. So I'm guessing, I'm guessing that you have major plans for these logs and that they are potentially going to be available for doctor's offices, hospitals, and the like. Yeah. I would imagine that's a goal. Yeah. We do have a lot of chiropractors and pain management clinics purchasing to either mm-hmm. give their patients or they can um, provide them in any packages they have. We also have two retailers in Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, so far, that's where the company's located. So right yeah, on. I would like to grow this company where every single person who's battling a health issue has the book because I want to help every single one of these people. See, and so I just have to say, while softball and sports was such an incredible passion of yours and is such an incredible passion of yours, it served you. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? What you're doing now serves everybody and the people who need it the most. And so like, I'm just covered in goosebumps (laughs) right now that you did this. You did this amazing thing out of your pain. I did. Yeah. And I know there's other people struggling like I am. And, you know, when you're sick, it's one thing. And then when you're sick, but you cannot help yourself where, you know, you're at your appointments and you get even more frustrated. It's just something to eliminate that stress of, oh my God, I have a doctor's appointment in a week. I don't know what's been going on. I can't remember. It eliminates that extra burden, that extra stress that is now put on you as you're battling this illness. Absolutely. And even when you're in the doctor's office and they're saying things to you that sound really ominous, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they had told me neoplasm and I was like, okay, um, I don't know what that means. So I went home and I Googled it, which is the stupidest idea ever. (laughs) It's it's like, you'll be Googling that and then Undertaker. You just, you know, it's, or they should like be sponsoring the ads. Oh, we saw you Googled this. Um, (laughs) But you don't have the capacity to take in all the information. Exactly. You don't. No. And so it's like what they tell you. It kind of hits you maybe a couple hours later or maybe like the next day. And then you're like, oh, I, oh, I have this question. Mm-hmm. Well, now I want to know this. Oh, I forgot to ask this, you know? And and then, of course, especially like with us being forgetful, that just falls out of your head if you don't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you exactly. don't write it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, man, this is a good 
I mean, you're exactly right on that because it breaks down the importance. Like, let's say a doctor is telling you what's going on and you're trying to process everything. But if you have a log, you can just write down maybe bullet points to make it easier of the most important things that doctor just said because they talk quick. They, you never know what they're saying. So it, you know, and here's an example of, it's not just for the person that is battling the illness. It's for the whole family or everybody around them. My, um, I'm still battling this. There's no cure for it, but the surgery did not take away the symptoms. So I'm Mm -hmm. trying to find the right help now. And I'm 21 now. So the surgery was when I was, I just turned 18. So I'm three years post-op and I've been to multiple neurosurgeons to try to figure out what's going on. Um, and there's one appointment where I've been to like three neurosurgeons already and I keep getting told, I don't know how to help you. I can't help you. One appointment I went to, my mom was with me and the doctor walked in and I was bawling my eyes out. I could not stop crying. I could not get myself together because I knew exactly what this doctor was about to say to me. But the whole point of me telling the story is my mom had the log and she was able to go back and say, hey, doc, this is what's been going on. As I'm over there crying in the chair hysterically, she's able to flip back and say, hey, doc, she's been struggling with this, this, this. Some days are better. So it helps all parties. It really does. And it's, you know, it's hard enough being sick Mm -hmm. and then having to stuff those emotions to go to the doctor and try to pay attention and then get everything he is just kind of shoving, he or she is shoving at you like, here's all my medical experience and I went to school for 12 years yeah. and I'm going to tell you exactly <laughs> what this is in a half an hour. Yeah, exactly. And go. Like, <laughs> like you're just like, I'm sorry. When you said the chromosome did and then it does what right. now? And that, you know, and then you're explaining it later and the person that's, is, is that, you know, is with you is like, that is not what I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. You're like, oh, did I make up a disease then? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. And you don't know. Right. You don't know. And you should be allowed to be sick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a reason I I really like spreading awareness about this. Because when I was younger, I never heard of Chiari. And when I started talking about it, people were like, oh, I know someone with that. Or this, this, and this. I have it. So me being able to do things like this and spread awareness about my illness and how it's affected my life is really helping others that are afraid to say something and say, Hey, I have Kiari too. This is how it's affecting me. I never wanted to talk about this, but I struggle from the PTSD of the Mm -hmm. diagnosis, the blackout, um, the surgery. I mean, I could hear a little beeping and I, and I flash instantly back to I'm sitting in that hospital chair with all the wires and monitors hooked up to me. The MRI noises, its that's something I need to deal with and I need to get over. But a lot of people don't like talking about things like that. And I've turned a corner where I want to talk about this. That's good. And you know, like, I think that's healing. It is. It's really healing. And it's a welcome area to be versus in the free fall of the loss of control. These logs are... Also, it's like they encapsulate everything about the sickness and, you know, whether it's your diet or whether it's your treatment or your appointments or whatever, you know, 
And so it's almost like this is my, it's almost like you are physically, instead of like mentally trying to recategorize and say, my illness goes in this bucket over here Mm -hmm. and that's where it stays. And this is separate. These are my other areas, blah, blah, blah of my life. This is saying like your illness goes right here. And it almost makes you feel like that you can just leave it for a minute. Yeah. I can get away from it for a minute because I've got everything I need right here. So I don't have to think about something right now. I don't have to think about that appointment that's coming up right now that I'm a little nervous about because mm-hmm. it just sits in the book. Exactly. And you know, I mm-hmm. say to everybody that um, talks to me about this, that everybody has a story. Everybody has a journey. And this yeah. book is your story, is your journey. I have in the back of the book, um, it says, write your story. So I love yeah, it. write out everything that's going on. There's a reason it's a, it's a log and because yeah. it's therapeutic and you can visually see very quickly if you know, you're dealing with challenges or your health is progressing. Amazing. You are an amazing human being. Thank you. And <laughs> I thank you so much for being on today and for sharing so much of your personal life and your struggles to help other people live better lives. Of course. Amazing. I enjoyed it. I, uh, I love doing this. I love the company and I wouldn't want to be doing anything else. Well, I have a feeling you're going to be going a long way. Thank you. You know, I, I really do. What an incredible gift. Thank you. As events happen in your life, it is hard and can feel impossible to make decisions that are in your best interests when you're in the midst of trauma. You need objectivity and precious time to pass. You need the intensity of your symptoms to chill out a little bit before you can select a new life trajectory. Jordan Ray lost the most precious passion of her life, and she still managed to get up and look inside herself to see how other people could benefit from her medical challenges. Limitless Medical Logs was born. She is absolute living, breathing proof that life can get better. You can smile on your crutches, in your chair. And it's not a smile you would just slap on either. It's the sense that you have found the answer to the question, what the heck am I supposed to do now? The answer might just be something miraculous life-changing, and karmic. If you would like to order your very own Limitless Medical Log, please visit LimitlessMedicalLog.com. And as always, we will have the information on the website. Before we go, I want to feed you. That's right. I want you at my book signing at the Barnes & Noble Galleria store in Edina, Minnesota. On April 18th at 6.30 p.m., we will gather in the wine bar and have a blast. I'd love to see you there, and I will feed you if you tell me you heard about the signing on Sick Biz Buzz. That's it for this week's amazing episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Until next week, be well. (laughs) 